don't believe everything you read on the internet. Abraham Lincoln Welcome to the Revisionist History Podcast, where we set the historical record straight, no matter who it might offend. I'm Paul, and as we start a new month, I want to look at something I haven't talked much about on this podcast. As you all know, I start every episode with an epigraph, a quote from a historical figure or historian that ties in with the episode itself. Somehow, even though I look up a new quote for every episode, I've never talked about one of the most egregious aspects of revisionist history. Misquotes, misattributed quotes, and outright false quotes that are ascribed to famous figures. The so-called quote at the start of this episode sums up the problem pretty well, but let's look a little closer at the problem anyway. We'll talk about some reasons this issue happens at all, and then correct some of the more famously wrong quotes. Now, the main reason for so many erroneous quotes, in my opinion, is simply laziness. Someone sees a quote by, say, Gandhi. It sounds like something he might have said, and it'll get lots of likes on social media if they share it. So why bother doing any research to see if it's accurate? I mean, if you can't trust something you see on Facebook, who can you trust? If even the quotes aren't accurate, what's next? Russian meddling in our elections? I think we all know that could never happen in such a smart, technologically advanced society, right? Right? Anyway, besides laziness, the next biggest reason for the misquote, false quote problem goes hand in hand with the Russian meddling question. People from both sides of the political or sometimes religious spectrum will use quotes famous people never said in an effort to advance their particular position. If Abe Lincoln said it, after all, it has to be the gospel. Except that Abe never said it, so... Now I realize that some of these were meant to simply be humorous, like the Lincoln internet quote. But even those can take on a life of their own, with a public no longer prone to critical thinking. That said, here are some of the most famous things famous people never said. Number one, I fear all we have done is to awaken a sleeping giant and fill him with a terrible resolve. Admiral Isoruko Yamamoto, following the Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor. I put this one first because it's one I believed myself until very recently. I first heard the quote watching the film Tora Tora Tora, a movie I've said before is one of the most accurate historical films ever made. Well, as accurate as the film was, it turns out that they got one thing very wrong, and that was the Yamamoto quote. In fact, though the screenwriter and producer of Tora 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 insisted they had seen the quote before, there is no evidence of it before the 1970 film was made. The closest thing to this quote Yamamoto ever said appears to be from a letter in which he wrote, that there was no pride in having, quote, smitten a sleeping enemy, end quote. 
This was likely in reference to the fact that the Japanese diplomats did not deliver the Japanese declaration of war against the United States until after the attack began. He went on to say that in striking a sleeping enemy, the attacker should feel shame. Yet the quote from Tora 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 took root in the national consciousness as proved that Yamamoto was actually against war with the United States. As a proud, determined Japanese naval officer, this view is most unlikely. But the quote causes it to live on, from mentions in scholarly historical journals to the horrible 2001 film Pearl Harbor. Bottom line, he never said it. Number two, Lafayette, we are here. American General John J. Pershing at the grave of the Marquis de Lafayette in Paris, July 1917. Now this quote, unlike the one attributed to Yamamoto, is accurate. It was even said in July 1917 at Lafayette's grave as U.S. forces arrived in France to join the Allies in World War I. It just wasn't Pershing who said it. Pershing did speak briefly at Lafayette's tomb, but just before he did, a member of his staff, Lieutenant Colonel Charles E. Stanton, spoke as well. During his remarks, Colonel Stanton said, quote, With loving pride, we drape the colors in tribute of respect to this great citizen of your great republic. Lafayette, we are here. End quote. Probably because Pershing was a more important figure than Stanton, and since he also spoke that day, nearly all the reporters there that day attributed the line to Pershing. Pershing went so far as to correct them and ask that they rightly credit his aid, but to no avail. Headlines in France, England, and the UK all gave the quote to Pershing, and Stanton is all but forgotten. Number three, A2 Brute. Julius Caesar's final words as he was assassinated. This is another famous quote that never was, though it has been attributed to Caesar for hundreds of years, supposedly said to his adopted son Brutus, who joined the Roman senators who assassinated Caesar. The Roman historian Suetonius wrote that it was possible Caesar's last words were, you too, my child, which is pretty close, but that in all likelihood, Caesar died without uttering any final words at all. The reason A2 Brute has survived for 400 years as Caesar's final declaration is a testament to the power of one of the greatest wordsmiths of all time. It was William Shakespeare who put those words in Caesar's mouth in his play Julius Caesar, and the millions upon millions who have seen the play take it as history rather than drama. Dramatic indeed even if not historically accurate. Number four, Let the Meat Cake, Marie Antoinette, Queen of France. Our final erroneous quote for this episode is another that has endured for centuries while being completely false. Allegedly, when the French queen was informed that the poor masses of Paris had no bread, she callously replied, Let the meat cake. The problem with the idea that Marie Antoinette said this is that the line comes from Rousseau's autobiography, published in 1765 when Marie was only nine years old and before she became queen. 
the biography actually states that a, quote, great princess had said, quote, let them eat brioche when told her people were, star- were starving. This great princess was most likely Maria Theresa of Spain. But when the revolution began in France, it was attributed to Marie Antoinette as evidence that she and all of the royalty cared nothing for the people they ruled, as well as justification for her eventual execution. And Marie was popular with the French people when she first became queen, but her membership in the Austrian royal family made her, in the eyes of the revolutionaries, a threat to their new republic. She had to be eliminated, and this falsely attributed quote made that all the easier. So that's four quotes from famous historical figures that they never actually said. There are many more, as I'm sure you already know. So stay vigilant, especially when sharing such things on social media. It may appear to be a very small thing, and in many cases it is. But in others, it absolutely is not. We should strive for historical accuracy in all things, even the quotes we share. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I hope you're finding this podcast both informative and entertaining. If you'd like to help us keep episodes like this coming, please consider clicking on the support this podcast link in the show notes. It'll help us create more content and go a long way toward making this podcast completely ad-free. Thanks again.